So then, just about 8.17. And the prospect of a gas pipeline from Russia through both Koreas could be alive again after two decades on ice. That's when NG experts began talking about the idea of building this through North Korea to bring Sakhalin gas to South Korea. The repercussions could be far and wide, but this would also be an initiative that would require wide support, and it sets up the potential for some big discussions at next year's World Energy Congress in Abu Dhabi. Younghoon David Kim holds the distinction of being chairman of the London-based World Energy Council, whose members come from all types of backgrounds and whose stated mission is to promote the sustainable supply and use of energy for the greatest benefit of all people. He is also the chairman of Desan Group, a city gas company with other interests here in Korea as well. Thank you very much, Mr. Kim. Good to have you here with us. Okay, good morning. We understand that the beginning of the discussion about natural gas as a pipeline through North Korea, it goes back to the era of late former President Kim Dae-jung. Can you briefly walk us through that history? Mm. When the first Russian government proposed uh, their intention to sell the natural gas from Irkutsk uh, gas field to Northeast Asia, including Korea, no one in Korea was uh, serious about this proposal except a small um, circle of energy economists. But I, I saw the uh, feasibility of this project immediately because, uh, by and large, the LNG is more expensive than pipeline gas, especially for the long uh, distance uh, transportation because uh, pipeline gas do not require uh, liquefaction and regasification uh, during the uh, channel of distribution. So, when the Kim Dae-jung government wanted to establish a good term with the new coming uh, Yelchin Russian government, they asked Korean Business Society to come up with some agenda to discuss with the Russian government. So I proposed this idea of Russian gas sales to Korea through the pipeline from Irkutsk uh, through North Korea to South. But the government dismissed this proposal because they thought that this is too big and not pro- probably not uh, realistic at the point at the time. And so I was uh, felt a little sorry. But uh, what happened is that uh, Yelchin's government's financial uh, status was so weak at the point, they just inherited $1.5 billion loan from Korea to the previous Gorbachev government. So they didn't want to have this summit because they thought that if Kim Dae-jung comes to Russia, they might, Korea might use the $1.5 billion loan as a leverage to pressure something for the Korean benefit. So a few days before the summit, they said that we didn't have, they didn't have any common interest to talk with the Korean government. So Kim Dae-jung's government is absolutely distressed and dismayed. Yeah. So they came back to me and to propose this project to Russia because the Korean government thought that this might be might interest them. And this was exactly the only idea that Boris Yeltsin was interested in. And here we are, though, under President Vladimir Putin, the potential for this all to be revived. One of the great points of optimism is that several countries stand to benefit. What would be specifically, in your view, though, the economic pro 
from a South Korean perspective? Most importantly, Russia is very eager to sell their gas to Northeast Asia. They want to divert their gas sales. They're now, Europe is captive market. Europe is captive market for Russia, but also Russia is bound to sell only to Europe. So they are very weak. So they wanted to stabilize by diversifying their sales channel. And so they're very, very eager to sell, just as Boris Yeltsin was. And, you know, the China and Korea and Japan constitutes 33% of electricity worldwide. And many, much of the electricity comes from the LNG, from the Middle East. So if they have a stable gas flow from the Russia, they will uh, be benefited substantially, not only for heating and cooking, but for also electricity generation. So several countries, including South Korea, could get cheaper Russian energy through this pipeline. Yeah, cheaper for, and safer, yeah. But for North Korea, they could get a fair they, bit of money just by allowing the pipeline to go exactly. through their country. They can get the transit fee about $1.5, $150 million, we uh, assume. Yeah. What about the the risks, though, politically, um, including on the United States front? The United States uh, might not like this because it's just as we already heard that uh, President Trump complained to Prime Minister Merkel of Germany that uh, he didn't like the too much reliance on Russian gas. The same thing happens in Northeast Asia. can happen. So uh, I think at first instance, they might not uh, be too much enthusiastic about this proposal. And, but uh, in the long run, if the United States is persuaded to participate in this project either as a strategic partner or the financial investor, or even they can uh, supply their gas through from Alaska to the Korean Peninsula, using Korean Peninsula as a gas hub to come to the China. Then the whole Northeast Asian market is open to USA, United States. They will love it, I think. The thing is, once you get all these countries regionally cooperating, potentially China, Japan, Russia, both Koreas, you have the makings for something like an economic bloc. And that's how the European Union started. Yeah, something like, not block, it will be integration, I think. Um, well, it's, it's a, perhaps a softer word, but do you, do you think that there could be something that can be held together for the long term the way the European yeah. Union has? I don't want to use that. Actually, this, this, is the, this is the term I used when I did interview the Asia Times. Right. And I had a very good response from the leadership in Korea, including President Moon, who shared this idea in his uh, keynote speech in Liberation Day in, in few, uh, a week after the, my interview. Uh, he also quoting, was quoting the ECSC, European Calling Steel Community Idea. But I don't want to repeat this idea. Just as you mentioned, this might uh, give United States something like block, yes. which prevent... United States influence in this area or too much influence of Russia in Northeast Asia. But I rather use this as economic integration for the benefit of all who participate in this. And actually, with this uh, gas pipeline project, Korean government is also proposing the supergrid, which uh, comprises not only the uh, 
five countries, but also the Europe as well. So it's like a, a trans-Eurasian electricity grid. But once this is, uh, can be implemented, then actually uh, from the global perspective, we have to include North America as well and uh, Middle East countries. I talked recently with, uh, recently with the Energy Minister of UAE, Al Mazrui, and he was very enthusiastic about this super grid idea. He was already uh, doing a lot of infrastructure work for Gulf states, including Egypt. And if he wanted to connect this uh, mini grid to the, this uh, Eurasian super grid, then why not Alaska and Canada and North America? Yeah. Well, as you say, the wording is ever important when it comes to handling the delicate affairs of North Korea and the United States. Mm-hmm. Younghoon David Kim, chairman of World Energy Council, as well as Desang Group, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you.